Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and today I'm so stoked. I have Nick Hagen, an act... Is it Hagen? Yeah, it is. Okay, good, great. Whew. An actor, performer, and creator who turned contact tracer during the pandemic. So I want to talk to him about what that's been like, what the role's like, anything that he's gleaned, and also... Um, any, I don't know if there's any funny stories I can only imagine, but, um, before we do any of that, Nick, how are you? Like, how are you really? Yeah, that's a great question. And to be honest, sometimes <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> um, but I'm, I, I think, I think I'm doing well today. I feel like I'm doing well. So Whew, I mean, the sun is shining. That's always good, right? Exactly. That definitely um, good. I'm, um, I'm glad that you're doing well. Just a side topic. When you what helps you when you're like not doing well? Like, what do you do to kind of, is there anything you do that, that help that, to ground yourself or that helps you when you're not doing well? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's all about kind of focusing on what I need and addressing that. And also like reaching out to my network of, of friends and family. Um, oh, cool. I think I've, I've relied heavily on that, that social and family network. Um, and I feel really, really fortunate to have that. Um, and that's kind of been my rock during this past year plus of, of craziness. Um, and yeah, just, I think focusing on connections that mean a lot to me. Good. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would have done without the friends and family in my life. And it's just, it's been one hell of a, one hell of a year plus, you know, Yes. Speaking of that, how, so you're an actor, right? Mm-hmm. And how, like, how did you get into contact tracing or how did that evolve? Yeah, a, a great question. I, so I've always kind of felt like I've had sort of two sides of myself. One is the actor performer ham that I am. Um, and the other one is a very like grounded and, um, engaged human that cares deeply about the world around me um, and and wanting to impact it in a positive way. So, you know, I think theater has always been wonderful. And like, I feel, I love performing so much, but I've always kind of felt like there's this side of me that like is missing out on the actual, like on the ground sort of community-based work. Um, 
And I've, I've like dabbled into that here and there throughout my time in Seattle. I think I've been in Seattle for eight years now. Um, but once the pandemic hit, you know, I think there's obviously a huge part of me that was gutted because 2020 was the first year I've ever had full-time performing work booked for the entire year. I didn't need <gasps> another job. I didn't need to do anything else. I was set oh. for 2020. Um, oh. Yeah. And then, and then February hit and <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't looking well. And then, you know, March came and everything was gone. Um, oh, God. So it was definitely a struggle, you know, for so many reasons. And I think I was kind of left in this liminal space where I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to focus on. I didn't know where to go and needed work. I was unemployed, um, but also wanted to find work that I cared about. Um, you know, so I was, I was submitting applications to here and there and jobs I liked and jobs I didn't care about. I just was trying to get work for the most part. Um, but I really was fortunate. A friend of mine was doing contact tracing and saw a post that I had made on Facebook and reached out and he said, Hey, we're hiring. This was, I think during December. So like when the cases were kind of. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think they needed to expand the workforce. So, um, they were hiring. So I, I got a job and started contact tracing in January. And yeah, I mean, that I think because they needed people so quickly, it was a really quick process, quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, got that, started that. And then uh, in the past month or so, I also started helping run vaccine clinics in Seattle, which has been cool. Yay. Yeah, that is I'm so great. In it. <laughs> I love it. And I, I feel like one of the reasons that it really appealed to me was, you know, depending on what I choose to do once things have like kind of tapered off, these jobs are very dependent on the pandemic. And so, you know, once that sort of subsides, then I kind of have the opportunity to say, okay, now what, now what, as opposed to feeling beholden to a job that, you know, maybe I'm not super interested in long-term. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Like then, I mean, imagine, I mean, I imagine that theater is going to come back. Yeah. And then you can just slide right into your, into that life. Um, can you describe to me like, what's a day in the life like a, for you as a contact tracer? Like my husband was saying, he was like, was it like CSI where like how this screen pops up and you're like, where, you know, I don't know, like some sort of uh, diagram of like all these people and where they've been. And then it zones into somebody on the street and they're like, oh my God, there's so-and-so. He's about to go into a bar. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, not really. No, <laughs> I don't think so, but... <laughs> Um, I mean, I, in all seriousness, I bought this, like, um, it's called, called a stormy Cromer hat that like looks kind of like a, um, detective hat <laughs> just so I, cause I was excited. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot less of like actual like investigation. Um, mm-hmm. and if, if you've ever like done cold calls for like any sort of campaign or anything like that. It feels a lot like that. Um, there's a script and there's like information you have to get. And, um, you know, the majority of our training was like learning about, you know, 
the pandemic and then also just learning how to talk to people and ask hard questions. Um, mm -hmm. But there are times where you do kind of have to use that, like, like let's dig a little deeper um, because yeah. it's like people, there's a lot of people that think they know what you want to hear. A lot of people that don't want to tell you some things. And so it's, it, it is a kind of a game of like, okay, you said that you weren't near anyone, but you did say also that you have three roommates. I'm just, are they gone or can we talk Tell to them? Little. And, you know, and then they're like, oh yeah, no, I do have three roommates. And I was like, okay, great. Um, so it's a little bit of that, but for the most part, it's just like, let's talk about, you know, your symptoms and your work and who were you near when before you came became sick and it's a lot of like information gathering um but i think mm -hmm. there is an element of like needing to go with the flow of a conversation and learn how to speak to people in an immediate fashion yeah i'm curious like are you do you get information like okay so you know person x is positive Mm -hmm. And then you want to talk to them about where they've been. And then do you then call, like, do you have them call their people that they've been around if you think that they've been, like, mm -hmm. they've exposed people? Or do you do you get names of people and then call them and say, hey, I think you've been exposed? Right. Um, I So I think the process looks different depending on where you live. Um, so okay. I work with directly with the Washington State Department of Health. Um, so it's a statewide thing, but there are some counties that prefer to do their own contact tracing. And so if we get a case from those counties, we kind of escalate those back to those local health jurisdictions. Um, and I'm sure outside of Washington, it's a different process. Uh, but for us, we try to talk to everyone that has had a direct exposure. Um, and that said, Anonymity, I think, is huge. And so I think, uh, not I think, I know for a fact, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if, if person A, you know, spent a significant amount of time near person B and C, we collect B and C's contact information, but then I'm not the one to call them. Okay. Those cases get submitted to someone else that is a contact tracer. So then they all of a sudden get like, okay, hi, am I speaking to person B? Looks like you've been exposed. And if, if person B was like, oh my God, who was it? The contact tracer was like, honestly, I could not tell you. I like, I don't have that information in front of me. I just have your case file that says you were near someone, um, which is like a, a layer of protection so that, you know, were it to be me, you know, maybe they'd be like, oh my God, was it, you know, person A? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, no, mm, me. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, I like some people, me included, like might be not so tight lipped about it. And so this mm -hmm. just ensures that no one's going to accidentally even use like the, the wrong like or the pronouns that might like insinuate, oh. you know, like if you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were near him on blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, oh, so it was a guy. Um, it just it adds that layer of like. Anonymity. protection yeah anonymity yeah i mean because then they could be like god damn that exactly. bleeping so-and-so right. was right. i thought he was sick but oh no anyway he lied or whatever yeah yeah that's that's helpful to yeah i could see why that would be important um have there been 
Have you been surprised at all about any of the calls that you've made or anything that you've come across? Constantly. <laughs> you know, I think um, personally, you know, I, I very much want to help the community. And granted, like, I don't know how I would behave in this situation. But when I am sick, the last thing I want to do is answer my phone to a number that I don't know. Totally. <laughs> so the fact that people are even answering the phone shocks me sometimes. You know, and, uh, you know, we go through the symptoms. I'm like, do you have a fever? They're like, yep. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, that that surprises me. Um, just the, the various personalities that we interact with, like, mm-hmm. I think surprise me. Like, some people have a great you know, sense of humor about the whole thing. And I'm like, that's cool. I would be crying in a corner, <laughs> you know, just because my anxiety is high. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Um, have you, I mean, obviously, so we live in a part of the state that, um, I don't know, I feel like it's taken the pandemic pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, in, are you, ever talking to folks like in other parts of the state where you're, you're like, Oh, you had a wedding of a hundred people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it like, I, I, I spoke to someone and like, I'm going to change a lot of the oh, yeah. identifying details just for got it. confidence. Yes. But like yes. basically talked to someone and they were like, Oh my goodness, I've been taking this so seriously. I don't know how I got it. I don't know where I got it. Um, you know? And then I'm like, I'm sorry to hear that. That's frustrating. Let's just go through this interview, blah, 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 blah. Like, have you been traveling at all? They're like, yeah, I mean, we just come, came back from Disneyland. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, cool. Uh, cool. Like, <laughs> you, that's oh, good. No, um, yeah. Oh. yeah. And like, they weren't vaccinated. It was just this, like, I was like, yeah, it sounds like you've been taking it very seriously, you know, light though you know like maybe you wore a mask but you also traveled and went to a public space and who knows where else went um and i I think that genuinely like speaks to how the like guidance from the cdc and nationwide has been so inconsistent you know and i think the the packaging of that information it's like people all of a sudden like okay if i wear a mask i'll be fine um, when it's when it's like a mask is great protection, but it's not the end all be all, you know, like it mm-hmm. is. This, I, I heard someone, an epidemiologist uh, talk about the Swiss cheese model. Um, oh, yeah. Of like a piece of Swiss cheese like isn't full. And so like the more mm-hmm. layers of like Swiss cheese that you create, the the better like protection you have. Um, yeah, Dr. Cat. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. She was on my show and she was saying that it, it's all about sort of like all using all of the mitigations, right. vaccination, masks, right. social distance, you know, and, and I think that then, just doesn't like reach everybody. You know, people just kind of hear the CDC says wear masks and then people are like, okay, that's what I need to do to not get COVID. And it's, it's not how it works. Yeah. One thing too, I I think it speaks to like, um, everybody sort of has their own 
feeling of what feels safe to them and their comfort level and like what they would do, won't do. You know, I mean, there've been people who've been flying through this entire pandemic um, and, or, you know, they feel like, okay, you know, their, their feeling of like what a, what their bubble means and like how big their bubble is like is very different than maybe what I feel like my bubble is. And of course, you now I'm vaccinated. My bubble is expanding a little bit. Like I'm starting to see people, you know, outside and yeah. all of that. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting um, sort of seeing how people, how people have been kind of thinking through what makes sense for them. Yeah. And I mean, I think a huge part of it is also, you know, what your life requires you to do, you know, like for me, I lost my job and I live in a studio apartment by myself. And so it was very easy for me to be like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. So I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to see anyone. No one's going to come over. I don't have to go anywhere for work. And so I I all of a sudden was in this like hyper vigilant like mode, but you know, people that had to keep going to work and had to keep doing these things, have that sense of normalcy still. And so, you know, the minute I, I got a job where I was working at, at a place, all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, I can do these things. I can, you know, mm-hmm. buy a store and grab some stuff real fast. Yeah. Like things that, you know, 10 months ago I would have never done. Um, and granted being fully vaccinated gives me that a good sense of like, okay, like we can start to do these things, but also, the comfortability of doing that just is there when you have to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> totally. You said something on your Instagram recently about some, you've been, you know, if you had to contact some people who've ended up being vaccinated and they've gotten the virus. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I, something to keep in mind that I have to remind myself is I call anywhere between, you know, four to 20 people a day and that it's not a strict, you know, like sample poll. Oh, right, right, right. right. It's not a random sample. Right. Yeah. Like these are all people that have tested positive, you know, they're all across the state and, you know, I, I, it's not a a clinical study by any means. Um, but you know, there was a day where I spoke to a number of people that had been fully vaccinated. And again, you know, I think it's, also, you know, we're trusting the word of people to tell us, you know, all like the, the correct details. And some people are probably maybe ashamed if they like didn't, uh, you know, there, there, there are layers mm-hmm. to the fallibility of, of people's word. But um, uh, yeah, I've, I've spoken to a number of people that are fully vaccinated. Um, that sounds like they had both doses, that it's been two weeks. Um, and granted, the majority of the people that I've spoken to have had very mild symptoms. Like the reason, you know, they got tested was because they had a kid that tested positive or, you know, someone in their family who was unable to get vaccinated tested positive. So the whole family mm-hmm. and, and some people that were fully vaccinated tested positive. Um, and grant, and for the most part, you know, their, their symptoms were quite mild. Um, I think the one person that experienced like some more intense uh, symptoms, um, I think had had uh, like a a pre-existing condition that, you know, 
weakened their immune system. Um, oh yeah. And that so, you know, it, it's these things that like remind you that none of the vaccines are 100% effective. And, you know, there are, there are circumstances that come into play that we don't know a whole lot about quite yet. Um, so it does happen, but also, you know, I think it's comforting to know that the majority of the people didn't seem to be terribly sick, which is good. That is great. I mean, yeah, I think this, this virus is probably going to circulate for a while. And so I'm sure, I mean, I haven't, as far as I know, I haven't gotten it. I've had tested, got, I mean, I've, you know, the work that I do, I've gotten tested a number of times and the, you know, I don't have antibodies to it, but I imagine, you know, eventually maybe I'll get exposed at some point. And just if we, you know, start to go back into some sort of life that was pre-pandemic. But it's great. It's a great reminder that the that vaccine is a, can protect you from serious disease and death. So, and yeah, you don't, we don't want that. Right. No. Right. Um, has there been anything else that surprised you about this, this job or the work that you do? I mean, I think it, it's it's reminded me, and I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, of just how differently people consume information, you know? Like, mm-hmm. for me, this has been all-consuming, and so I'm, like, reading all about it so that I'm doing all the right things. But other people are like, oh, I thought, you know, like, like I think someone that I talked to didn't realize you could still get sick if you got vaccinated. And I was like, I thought that that was like very clear that like there were instances of this, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and people's understanding of what a vaccine means is varied. And, you know, these things that because I'm in an environment that is constantly learning and constantly discussing the most recent updates and whatnot, I think I take for granted my access to information and my ability to understand that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that, that su- has surprised me. I spoke to someone who, you know, told me, you know, they're like, as soon as I thought I had it, I stayed home and I was like, that's great. Let's talk about like the history of your symptoms. And they were like, oh, I had a fever for a week, but I just assumed that was a, a cold. And, but once I lost my smell, that's when I started to isolate. And I was like, you had a fever for a week and didn't do anything about it. Like if I have a runny nose, I'm convinced, you know, like it's just the different approaches and the different like levels of understanding, you know, it was clear that he wanted to take it seriously. Yeah. And was like, I'm going to do the right thing. But just that level of like under, of, of, yeah. How people process this is, is just, it's different and it's, it's shocking and it, it's frustrating, but also, you know, I think I try to practice empathy to a degree of just being like, mm-hmm. look, like I come from a place of privilege and in, in like have being well-educated and, you know, I've been to college and, mm-hmm. and I have this job that is like constantly educating me about this and these types of things. So yeah, not everyone has that. And that's, Totally. Totally. I'm, you know, I'm in the healthcare industry. Like I've, 
you know, um, and of, of course I see patients with COVID and, and like, <laughs> I'm like, um, like you too. Like if I have any sort of, symptoms, I mean, I have allergies, right? Like it's mm-hmm. anyway, but like any sort of anything, I'm like, Oh, I have, I have it. I got it. I have COVID. I, you know, I've got it. And, um, but you're, you're right. You're totally right. Um, you have access to a lot of information. Um, what do you think about the, we didn't talk about talking about this, but what do you think about the CDC's, um, recommendations for all vaccinated people, not really basically having to wear masks in most circumstances, uh, yeah. except for like public transportation, <laughs> right? like being in a health hospital or something, or being in like a big, large crowd, like what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I have many of them. <laughs> it, it, it's funny, like, now that I have this job as a contact tracer, I think anyone that knows that about me that isn't in, like, a healthcare field or something, you know, they're like, oh, Nick is the expert. Let's talk to Nick. Um, yes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm not a doctor. I will. Um and it, it, it's it's a stare like my so I, I told her that I'm getting a dog on Saturday and yeah the the woman that I've been speaking to who um is like running the adoption center she texted me she's like what do you think about this and I was like well, oh oh are are we friends now okay um <laughs> like I don't know you but sure let's talk about it um I think. I think the vaccines have been proven to be great protection and in many ways, like they, you know, they they protect better than masks, you know, like these, it's a, it's a great tool for protecting yourself. And those that get sick have, are proven to have pretty mild symptoms. Um, so I think, I think it's the CDC's way of again, trying to incentivize getting the vaccine um, I think it's a little too little too late, you know, of like, I think the people that are going to be like excited about that prospect are the people that have already been vaccinated. Um, I think there is a level of like trying to like reward the people that have gotten vaccinated or like release them from this sort of like cycle of like really being hypervigilant, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a little, a little bit of a redundant, <laughs> you know, thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? <laughs> um, I, well, I think it's interesting because, I mean, we still have masks mandates, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it'll just be really hard for employers and businesses to, keep having to, I mean, because obviously we know that not everyone's vaccinated, right? So then people coming through the door of an establishment, you know, it, it's too, it's hard. It will be too hard right now. I feel like to say, oh, you can wear a mask and you don't have to. Right. Okay. Well, you say you're not vaccinated. You say you're vaccinated, but are you vaccinated? And like, it's too much for like the public in a space where they're interacting with a bunch of people to have to like police the people coming in. So I don't really know. I don't know. I was a little, I mean, I'm happy about the 
the progress that we've made. I, I'm just a feel. I feel a little like. I just feel bad for those places that I know are going to be like pinched. Yeah. When people are going to be like, they said I don't need to do this. They said I don't have to wear a mask when I go to my barber right. or wherever. But like. Yeah. I, so. I agree. Yeah. It, it does give some ammunition to people that like are just against masks, you know, to just be like, well, I'm vaccinated. And then, you know, you're like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> are you? Right. I know. Show me your card. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's progress. I feel like it's progress. Um, yeah. I, I don't know when I'll start feeling totally comfortable doing that. Um, maybe when the community rates are a little much lower. I don't know. But um, Me neither. I've, yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. Same. Um, like, and like, I'm probably not going to change my behavior too much in the immediate future. You know, like, why, like, why not just be safe? You know, I'd rather just like, like I'm wearing two masks. I'm fully vaccinated. And then, you know, at the drive through at Starbucks, <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah, it, it's yeah. less, I don't have to think too much, you know, I'm just like being safe. So. It makes me feel good. Like, yeah. I, like I, you know, I'm, I don't, yeah, I don't mind wearing a mask, frankly. Yeah, so, me neither. Um, I want to talk about something really fun. Yeah. So you have, you, you've blown up on TikTok. <laughs> you have a huge TikTok platform. Um, what, and yeah, so we're sort of sidestepping here, but, um, no, let's go. Did, how did you like, how did that come about? And is that real? I mean, was that your performer self? Like the society? I don't know. Like, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. And for those people out there, if you're not on TikTok, you should definitely follow Nick on TikTok because he's hysterical. What's your, I should say, I should know your handle off the top of my head, but. It's, it's just my name, Nick Hagen, N-I-K-H-A-G-E-N. Um, yeah. TikTok's funny. I don't I, yeah, I like so I, I I downloaded the app, you know, I think when like it was starting to be a little bit more like a, everyone was like, oh, TikTok, what's that? Like I downloaded the app and I opened the app and I like closed the app because I was I was very overwhelmed <laughs> like because you open it and then there's something playing. I was like, I didn't order this. Get it out of here. Like, no, I need a home screen. I need to deliberately choose what I'm going to do. Um, and it just, I like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I swipe up, swipe down. No one told right. there's no tutorial. Who's I know who's page. That's what but, I kept saying. Like yeah. for you page, who's page. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. I'm like, what, how do you know? You don't know what I want. We never had a conversation. <laughs> TikTok. Um, but yeah, but so I, like it was very overwhelming. And then eventually, you know, like as the pandemic went along and I was unemployed and just doing nothing, people would post TikToks to Instagram and I would see them in these like very isolated instances. I was like, oh, these are funny. Oh, I get it. Oh, okay. Oh, I could do that. That could be fun. Um, but it wasn't like, and I made it, I made like a couple TikToks here and there that like did, they got like a hundred views and I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means, but sure. Um, 
and it was fun, but like, it was very much like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a course. Um, yeah. But then I think it wasn't, a, I think it was like late August, early September or something when I was like, I should, I should do this. Like I am unemployed. I'm doing nothing with my time. I have this like performance energy that like I ha- don't get to use. Um, I want to be creative. I want to be funny. I don't like, I want to do whatever I want to, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. what I want to do, but I want to do something. Um, <clears throat> and so I started just like making content with some regularity. Um, and if like, I mean, you could probably, they're probably still up. I don't, I don't curate my content a whole lot, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the first real like TikTok, I, I remember like the first time I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do something. Um, I made, I had been seeing so many TikToks. I think just the way the TikTok algorithm like shows you stuff. I had seen so many people like celebrating hitting a hundred thousand followers or celebrating hitting 200,000 followers or people celebrating hitting a million followers. And I had 33 followers. So I was like, I'm going to celebrate having 33 followers, (laughs) you know? And I was like, my TikTok was like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, thank you all so much for 33 followers. Like I couldn't have done without you. (laughs) I had a sign. Um, and then like within the hour I got 34 followers. So I made another one. I was like, Oh my God, you guys, (laughs) the outpouring (laughs) of support. (laughs) Um, and then I made another one that had a sign that said one K. Um, and then I was like, I just thank you all so much. I just want to let you know that there's only one K in my name. It's N-I-K. Thank you. Um, I still have like, you know, 50 followers. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I saw, maybe I didn't, I don't know. That sounds familiar to me. Like, did I maybe see that? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Um, That's but, hysterical. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And so then I was like, this is fun. Like I enjoy this. I don't know what, it, what it's going to be. I don't know what I'm like trying to do. And I think I, I've, I've always kind of struggled with that. I'm like, there's a very goofy side to me. There's a very like sarcastic side to me. There's like, there's a part of me that has like pretty dark humor or like very dry humor. Sometimes I can be very like, not scathing, but like satirical. I'm like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it's absurd. And I want to just make fun of it. <laughs> um, but then there's also a part of me that's like, I want to lift people up. I want to make people happy. I want to make people like, recognize that they are valid and worthy and and like so there's all these aspects of what I who I am and I'm like I don't know which version of this to put on and so I just kind of throw it all out there with the umbrella goal of trying to make people smile and it's resonated with people which has been really cool yeah you have this thing you you say hello my friends rise and right? my friends oh rise and shine my friends <laughs> and oh um so Nick has this, well, well, you can say what it is, but like you have a special way of telling people what to tell people if someone's being a dick to you. Yeah. And I don't know if you've done a long series, but I've seen a few. Yeah. Your last one, I think that I saw was like, if someone's being a dick to you, tell them that, what was it like you're, you have a mouthful of bees? Yeah, it was, it was like, it was, if someone's trying to be a dick to you, just say Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just imagining you with a mouthful of bees. What, what did you say? Like, I, 
it, it like it speaks to a little bit of like how I interact with people that are mean. Like I just I just I like and I do this on the internet, I do this in person. Like I very much try to just like not buy into that energy. I'm like, okay, you're being a dick and I'm just fully not going to accept that from you. Mm-hmm. Um I usually try to like maintain a smile of some regard. It's it's usually not like I'm not trying to like be a dick back necessarily, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it is, I think it's important for me to be like, look, like there is no reason for you to be coming at me with that tone. I'm going to be unbothered and have a lovely time. Um, and if I, like my goal is maybe to make you like leave this interaction a little confused, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, I do it when I'm driving. Like if I'm driving and someone like honks at me or cuts me off or something, I've, I've conditioned myself to like blow them a kiss because I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I hope you have a lovely day. And if you see me blowing you a kiss, maybe you'll be angry. Maybe you'll be flattered. I don't know. Maybe you'll be confused. Right. Exactly. And like, all I can tell you is that I'm still smiling and I'm not mad. <laughs> well, you diffuse the situation, I feel like. Yeah. I think that's You're kind like- of the goal is like, cause if you, if you respond in anger, while that may feel great and while that's valid, you know, it just heightens it all again and no one wins. And yeah. Um, um, I have one other question and that is, um, so there are a lot of folks who listen to this show and and like, and everybody has had, had a bit of a hard time this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and us in the nursing profession have, you know, it's been hard for sure at times. Is there anything that you can say that's slightly, this might be cheesy, but inspirational or, I mean, you seem like a, I'm just meaning you now, but you seem like a positive person. Yeah. Right. I, try, and, be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all, we all obviously, um, are not positive all, all the time. Right. But like, um, do you have anything, uh, words of encouragement for anybody listening out there who might be having a tough time? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, f- you know, for me, I think the key to my positivity is like, is having it rooted in reality, you know, and like, at the drop of a hat, I'm willing to like, recognize what's going on in someone's life or in the world, you know, like, I can dial down the optimism and sunshine like if need be you know because because we're dealing with so much constantly even before the pandemic like the amount of information and the amount of personal interactions and and like world you know things going on like is overwhelming (laughs) constantly Mm -hmm. and you know i think it's it's about giving yourself permission to accept a lot of that and be like, okay, I can choose. And I, I use the word choice like tentatively because it's not really, it's not always a choice. Sometimes right. you are overwhelmed and you're like, I'm sad or mad and that's just where I'm at. And I, I think mm-hmm. I, I never want to be like, just smile through it and you'll be great. Cause that's some shit. Um, right. And you know, like I have my own, struggles with uh, anxiety and depression. And, you know, obviously those parts aren't shared as much on the internet. I do try to address it slightly. Um, 
but I mean, I think, I think it's about like giving yourself permission to feel those things and be like, okay, yeah, I'm in a shitty mood today. Going to be in a shitty mood today. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow I won't be, but for today, just, yep. And like, you know, I've, I've, I've started telling people that, you know, like if I call my mom and she's talking to me, I'll be like, mom, I'm in a really grumpy mood today. Just know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like, and, and I think being aware of it and speaking to it and giving yourself permission also gives you permission to kind of like almost like not compartmentalize it, but like distance yourself from it and be like, I am in such a shitty mood. How mm-hmm. terrible. Now let's laugh about it because I'm such a crabby person, <laughs> you know? And then like <laughs> that gives you like some steps <laughs> out of it. Um, yeah. Sometimes. You can kind of look at it and go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm a, a raging bitch today. Right. <laughs> I'm feeling really crusty. Wow. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. And uh, yeah, I think it's just about like living in it and, and being like, yeah, well, okay. Well, all right. That's what we're doing today. <laughs> um, instead of being like, instead of like getting wrapped up in it and being like, why am I so upset? Why? Like, like, of course you're upset. (laughs) The world's a fucking nightmare sometimes, (laughs) you know, and like shit gets thrown at you (laughs) without warning. And so it's okay to feel shitty (laughs) and mad and frustrated and sad. Um, But also, I mean, and I get in this cycle as well of like, sometimes when I'm feeling good and happy, there's a like little small voice in the back of my mind. That's like, wait, you were like mad yesterday about something. Shouldn't you still be mad? You know, I'm like, yeah. And I am fucking pissed still, but I'm going to smile. Damn it. <laughs> Cause I want to, cause I want to be. Right. Happy. Um, yeah. I don't that's, know. I don't, I mean, I think that's great. Um, you're right we're not always going to be um, feeling our best. We're going to have tons of different emotions. And um, I really like that. Yeah. And Just- I, I think it's, there's also huge, something that I've noticed in myself is like, a lot of the times like you get in return what you give people, you know? And so like when I'm mm. interacting with someone at, at a drive-through or in a store or even like when I'm calling my bank because someone's, you know, hacked my credit card, you know, like my goal is to make the other person feel great. And in doing that, I feel good. And then they're excited to talk to me, you know, like I have had some wonderful conversations with, you know, the Wells Fargo (laughs) account services people, you know, because I'm like, how's it going? And they're like, Oh, uh, good. And I'm like, great. Someone stole my credit card. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And then, Let's you know, talk about it. Oh. And then like, and then like, it's this like fun, light energy. And, mm-hmm. um, and like, if I'm feeling down and sad and I'm like really quiet, you know, people are just kind of, the, they're like neutral to less neutral selves where they're just like doing the transaction. But like, even if you can muster like a kind like joke or like if you can like do something and not 
like then they're excited then you're excited that they're excited and then it's just this whole like reciprocating process of like everyone's feeling great <laughs> i love it I, well it's kind of like um well you're just offering up some kindness right and mm-hmm. and it, it sort of feeds on itself and um and it, I don't know what it is. I feel like we match, you know, people match energies and we absorb what other people yeah. are feeling. And um, I'm going to think about that the next time I have my credit card stolen. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I will. I really will. I'm going to, I'm going to approach it from a really like, you know, I am going to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think something that I also try to think about is like, those people like probably talk to 800 angry, annoyed people a day. And like, if I can be the one person that's like, yes, my credit card was stolen. And yes, I hate it. And yes, this is the last thing I want to be doing right now. But like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's make it enjoyable. <laughs> like it doesn't have yeah. to be this awful experience. It's already annoying that I have to do it, but I might as well enjoy parts of it. Nick, do you have any um, last kind of closing thoughts for the show? Anything that, um, I don't know, either related to your job or the world or what, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, sure. Um, I think one of the things that, like, this past year plus has really hammered home for me is that, like, there is no timeline for anything. You know, like, we all move at different paces, and I think one of the biggest like lies that like I have encountered in the world is this, this sort of like unspoken timeline of like when you're supposed to be doing things and when you're supposed to have achieved certain career goals and when you're supposed to be, you know, ready and when you're supposed to have gotten over a trauma or anything like that. And like everyone's timeline is different for literally everything. Um, you know, like I remember when I was in college, like my senior year, I was like, I, need to have my career lined up after this. I need to, you know, start paying off all my debt. Like everything needs to be paid off. Like I need to buy a car soon. I need to get married and like all of these things. And like, I remember one of the most liberating things was like, I got, I moved to Seattle. And instead it was like, I'm just gonna get a job at Starbucks and then figure it out from there, <laughs> you know, and like, just not pressure myself to like make the perfect move right away. Like there is so much freedom in just being able to like take a moment, (laughs) you know, do the things you want to do. And eventually you'll find a way to what it is that you, you know, are meant to do. And like, I I think, I don't know. I don't know if that made sense. I, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. And, and I love it. Yeah, you know, like you're not ready to take your mask off. Don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're. Yeah, we're all on. You know. We're all on our own paths. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's. I, I love it. I love it, and I think the folks out there listening to the show will really appreciate that. We put a ton of pressure on ourselves to be here by then, to be you know this by then, or achieve this by then. I mean. It's, I agree with you. That sounds really liberating to just ease up on yourself a bit. 
Yeah. Especially, especially during this time. Yes. Um, it's been so great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for the work that you do. Um, you, thank you. Oh, well, you're (laughs) welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I don't, that feels weird to say that, but, uh, I mean, it's just, it's the, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I hope that you can get back to acting soon and (laughs) maybe plays will happen again. And, um, I appreciate the time that you took with me today and, um, I'm going to close this episode out like I normally do. And that's stay safe and stay sane. And I'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.